0: Let's just take some time just to thank You for his greatness. King over all the earth, in wonder, great in Zion. Thank you, Lord Jesus. No one like you.
1: King over all the earth. You great.
0: gathering when we gather as leaders i was chatting with steve the other day and he says we need to pastor the pastors my, my my stepfather was a pastor and he always used to say so who pastors the pastors?" <laughs> you know who pastors the pastor and that's the role of being part of an apostolic family is that part of that role is played by all of us in a way As we come alongside as we encourage one another but one of the challenges that we face is that often people have this expectation of us and yes we need to be leaders and we need to set the example but sometimes we may be struggling and we can't talk to anyone about it because they just don't understand (laughs) or if you're going to share your heart with them are they going to get shocked and like really pastor you're having that kind of thought those kinds of challenges and I I want to share from my heart so when you talk about that you already think what does he mean he's going to talk from his heart what does it mean so a physical heart if you've got a heart a physical one has four chambers let's see who remembers their biology anybody know what the names of those chambers of those four hearts are I'm sorry of your heart is the four chambers Okay, well, hands up, hands up, don't shout out. I used to be a teacher, God delivered me from it.
1: <laughs> yes? One, two, three, four.
0: <laughs> now in Afrikaans that's called the anpassings class. <laughs> those class for those with learning difficulties. So <laughs> all right. So anybody remember, yes? Arteries. Arteries. No, that's not arteries run into your heart yeah. and out, right? So there's four chambers. Anybody? Come on, let's Biology at least. No, that's also a, a, like a, the blood runs through it. Your heart, which is the muscle, the ventricle, you see? Yeah, that's, that's why Steve sits in the front of the class. Right? So we have two ventricles, a right ventricle and a left ventricle. And then what else do we have? An atrium, that's right. The left and the right atrium. Well done. Gosh. That was hard work. I thought it would be been so much easier. So the two upper chambers, the two lower chambers, and then the one receives the blood and the one pushes the blood out. And the lower chambers, they're the, the muscular part of it. And they're pushing it. Blood in and out of the heart to keep you going. And if one chamber doesn't work right, you suffer from a heart failure. We have a guy in our church, Ashley. He has a contraption that's connected to his heart, which has a battery. It's his external heart pump. If low shedding happens, he's in deep trouble. If the other battery is not fully charged, he says my battery will go and I will be gone. We're praying for a new heart point. He's on the top of the list for a heart transplant. But we can see someone living with heart failure. So I want to share my heart. When someone says that, it means I'm going to share something important, something valuable, I'm going to be vulnerable. I'm going to talk about either my purpose for life, and someone when they say, I love you with all of my heart, what do they really mean? So when we talk about our heart, it's an important part of who we are. And so it's important how we care for our hearts. How we care for our hearts physically <laughs> you right more exercise some of us i'm not mentioning any names i'm pointing at myself but for every christ follower and especially leaders some aspects of church leadership we find at times that our hearts will not be in it and so i really want us to examine our hearts today we constantly need to examine our hearts. Matthew six twenty one says, For wherever your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And it's not, Jesus is talking a bit about money there, but he's, he's wanting to, to us to think about treasure, what we value. God wants our hearts to be connected to his heart. And so often, our desires and our passions, and it may even seem good ones, as we desire to seek God's glory, but sometimes it's not connected to His passion and to His heart and causes us maybe to become frustrated. One of my life verses is found in Psalm 73, 25 and 26. Psalm 73, 25 and 26. It says, Whom have I in heaven but you? And earth has nothing I desire Besides you. My heart and my flesh may fail. But God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. What a verse. That part says my heart and my flesh may fail. You know what? That's the definition of despondency. Have you ever felt despondent? You're tired physically. You feel like giving up because your heart also feels like giving up. I just don't have the heart for it. Ekani in Afrikaans. I can't do it anymore. And a weary heart will cause that. There's also a, 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 a physical part to this. There's a. A real physical side to our hearts failing. When you are physically tired and weary, it will affect your heart. How many of us we're tired? We've done work. Some of us who may be by, by vocational and do other work that is stressful and not that like working in the church is not stressful, but I'm saying working with outside and, and now you come home and and you're tired physically and you're spouse starts to talk about something or your children starts to deal with something and you just grumpy and irritated and you don't act like a Christian. None of you. (laughs) Your, Your physical condition and your tiredness and your weariness will cause you to do that. You snap at people. You know, instead of being gracious and gentle, all of a sudden you want to Feel like a pastor who said, Sometimes I feel I want to take the sheep and take them to the slaughter.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and so maybe you're weary because you're trying to meet your family's needs. It's a very real thing for us in Africa. We're trying to meet our family's needs, we're even trying to meet the needs of the members in our church. We don't have, we're struggling. We're tired because we have to take long drives on buses. And I'm not talking just to come to this conference. I sat for five hours with Emmanuel and and Dennis driving to go and visit a pastor in Kokoma. Was that right? Yeah. In Tanzania. Five hours we sat in the car. It's a long drive. Then we got up and we ministered and we shared and we encouraged. and, And then we had to drive back again. It's tiring the body weakens, there's fatigue, there's a sense of sluggishness, and a sense of listlessness. Looks like I'm, I'm talking to people who know what I'm talking about. He says, my flesh and my heart. This means there's an emotional dimension to your despondency. Our hearts will become discouraged, dejected, gloomy, and this word burned out. And some of us, we have the capacity to do a lot. I remember speaking to one young guy, or his wife really, who said, you really need to be careful about burnout. And I looked at her and I thought of all the stuff that I was involved in, I said, you know what, by this time I should be charcoal and burning on my own. (laughs) Because I was busy with so many aspects of ministry. But actually, it's true, we can reach into burnout. Where we're going on what we know, how we know to do it, our skills that we have, but our heart's not in it. We're just going through the motions. It says, my heart will fail. But God. But God is the strength of my heart. But God. And so I want to look at four things of how we can examine our hearts. First of all, we need to examine our heart towards God. Our heart towards God, that's relationship, if you're taking notes. Our first and primary relationship is our heart towards God. Are you being made aware of a subtle migration away from God? That was an intentional sermon pause. I don't have water. <laughs> but look at what this, it takes us back to the first part of that verse in verse 25. Whom have I in heaven but you? And on earth I desire nothing besides you. And we need to go back and say, guys, our hearts, our first and our foremost part of our hearts is God. You all I want on earth, God. I have nothing else, no one else, not even my family, not my ministry, not the things that will make me feel good. You are. Before we lead anything, before we do anything, we first and foremost a son and a daughter of a wonderful heavenly father. Yeah. Amen. It says God is the strength of my heart. The word strength there means in Hebrew rock. Refuge strong. He's the strength of my heart. He's faithful. We sang about it this morning. He's our refuge. And just knowing that strengthens our hearts. Because we can't do this ministry in our own strength. It's bound to fail. And Paul in 2 Corinthians 12 and verse 10 he says, That is why for Christ's sake I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. We are called to rely on God. He's our strength. And then it says this word, he's our portion. He's our portion. Sitting around the table, you three brothers, mom comes to dish up. Oh, dad also sits at the table, right? So there's four men sitting around the table, mom comes to dish up. You Know what the boys are looking at? Who's getting the bigger portion? How much more is he getting than me? Ever seen that? Doesn't happen in your family, it happened in mine. And you know what, then we all look across and we see dad's plate and it's like, (laughs) yo.
1: One day I want to have that portion. I want to be there. And
0: now I am there. I sit there and I'm like, no, no, I'd like another piece, please. And I can dictate what gets put on my plate. But it's this portion and this desire of saying, I want a bigger portion. Hey, is God your portion? Is that what your desire is? Our real portion is to know God, to experience Him in His closeness. David says in Psalm 16 verse 5, Lord, you alone are my portion and my cup. You make my lot secure. God is my portion. It means God is my source of blessing. God is my source of joy. But it also means I'm content. I'm content with all who God is and what he supplies to me. Here's the great thing about God being our portion is that he doesn't withhold himself from us. It's us so that say, okay, here's the pantry. Okay, God, show me. What else do you want from me? Oh, God. I love that. Oh, God. Yes, have some more, my son. Let me show you this. Let me take you there. His portion is over and abundant. Exceedingly abundantly above what we can think or dream or ask or imagine. So, why aren't we seeking more of His portion? If God is our portion, we need nothing else. Second way to look after our hearts and examine our hearts is to examine our hearts for His Word. That's the shaping of your life. Are you wanting God to form you and shape you through His Word? Through personal reading, through meditation? Are there habits that you may have stopped practicing? When, when I became a Christian, people told me, now you must read your Bible and pray. They didn't tell me how to read my Bible or how to pray. Any of you had that experience? Many years later, I found something by Billy J. Hanks, and he wrote something, and, it, and, and it's a word called space. S-P-A-C-E. And I've been a Christian for a while now. And that has helped me to grow exponentially. Because it's the essay asks, is there a sin that I need to confess when I'm reading the Bible? Is there a command that I need to obey? You see, there's an action with everything. Is there an attitude that I need to change? Is there a promise I need to claim? My spelling went to s p promise right a attitude c a command to obey and then the last e is an example that i could follow do you know what i've been a christian for over 30 years i still use it i still, when i'm busy reading god's word i still look at some of those things and see if those questions are there that i can apply to my life because i want god's word to shape me right shape my actions my attitudes My desires. Psalm 119 verse 11 says, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Allow God to come and work within our hearts. Because at times we have a jealous heart or a self-centered heart or a stubborn heart. When we're not surrendering to God's will. Our hearts are fed and kept and shaped by his word. What are you feeding your heart? Our brother used to say garbage in, garbage out. What is the junk? You know, What are you feeding yourself? You get your cholesterol levels up and then it starts to clog your arteries. And then people get a heart attack because of that. And you have to go and have stents and stuff done. How are you feeding yourself spiritually? The saint's soul needs to be restored and revived psalm 19 verse 7 says the law of the lord is perfect reviving the soul the word of god is given to revive our souls how are we spending time in the word and i'm not talking about sermon prep this is god speaking to us and then the third one is our heart for ministry how is our heart for ministry that's serving serving do you perhaps ask so what's in it for me we, we find in our world today and especially in africa there are so many people starting ministries and doing ministries for what it, is it okay, let's get the word right what's in it for them right that's why there are i call it christian muti in africa right It's here, here's a little bit of holy water, here's a bit of oil, here's a bit of that. That's going to help, you know. Let's come and pay the money and all because they want to enrich themselves. It's Christian Muti. It's not the gospel. It's not a pure gospel. But we can also serve and ask, hey, so what's in it for me? God, I'm doing all of this stuff and none of it is happening. I'm not getting the recognition. No one's acknowledging what I'm doing. And gosh, I'm, I'm not even the senior or the lead elder in this church or pastor and, and I can do things better than this pastor. But, yeah. So that affects your attitude towards how you serve. Check our hearts. Ensure that you're following in a way that's serving. Our motivation is not dependent on our rewards and we have spoken about rewards I know Topsy said so but it's not dependent on our earthly rewards it's about enjoying God and the joy of actually serving Him I look at these guys on the stage here and I have a sense there's a bit of a joy happening yeah. don't you see yeah. hey, what? you know Jade, I phone Jade hey do you want to come up, we need a guitarist Jade's up here He says but actually I'm a drummer I said praise the Lord we need a drummer too you know, Homer is like, I haven't picked up my base in four months, I picked it up a few weeks ago. I want to play. That's the joy of serving.
1: You I need to serve. Well done.
0: And often we can look at it as a drag when you actually see. You know what? God actually invites me to get involved in what He's doing. And we have to hear the Apostle Paul in our ear saying, Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap our harvest if we don't give up. Because if you're doing it just for what's for you, what's in it for you, then you've missed the whole point. So check our heart for ministry. And the last one is to check our heart for compassion. There we go. Brilliant. There we go. So Topsy already spoken to us and the Lord was speaking to me and so here we can connect the two. Jesus replied in John, sorry Matthew 22, You must love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. A second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. Our compassion is linked to God. He is a God of great compassion to us. Right? Psalms 86 says, God is a compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness. Didn't Daniel read out of Nehemiah something similar this morning? About God's graciousness to us. Compassion is to have mercy, to feel sympathy, to have pity. And that's loving. Our heart for compassion is, hey, let's check how are we loving. And so God's love is communicated through us, as Topsy so clearly showed us this morning. And it's communicated because we've received his love and his compassion. So just a word of warning. Learn to watch over your hearts. Because our unseen hearts will in time become seen. Our unseen hearts at times will become exposed when we explode. (laughs) I have been shocked and amazed at the implosion of many leaders and sadly, some of them to suicide during COVID or even just before COVID. Young, dynamic, powerful leaders that were making waves and, and, and we hear of suicides. Or, I'm not a Christian anymore, I've just left, I'm not, I don't believe in Jesus anymore. Probably because the issues were with their hearts. Some versions say, guard your heart. Now, that can be interpreted negatively, right? It means no one comes close to my heart. Right? God, my heart. So I've got hurt in a relationship, so you know, I just you know, don't want to be involved with anyone. We just need to be careful that guarding could be something where you don't allow God even to come and work in your heart. Very good. Guard our heart. I don't want to be hurt again. I don't want to be disappointed again. I've trusted that leader, and look what they did. God, I am not going... We need to guard our hearts that we don't become hardened and don't allow people in. Don't put a fence around your heart. Rather, watch it by mentoring. sorry, monitoring your thoughts. I don't know about the ladies, no? but the men, we live our lives in our head. What's going on in your head? Now, the women, they can talk about what's going on, right? You know, we wake up in the morning and we don't feel, we feel a bit down. As men, I'm talking as a male, feeling a bit down. By 11 o'clock, we're feeling a bit better. By one o'clock, we're fine. A lady will wake up in the morning feeling exactly the same way. Within two minutes, she says, Why am I feeling so down and depressed this morning?
1: The emotional
0: intelligence is way better than ours. We need to catch up. Because the Bible, we see David writing, Why so downcast, O oh my soul, put your hope in God? We need to watch that we are allowing our hearts to be shared with brothers and sisters so who can help us, instead of holding it all to ourselves. So monitor our thoughts. The renewed mind is hard work. We can harbor unhealthy thoughts. We can focus on negatives and disappointments, even the hurts from people. So monitor your thoughts. What are you thinking about? Whatever is noble, whatever is lovely, whatever is good, think on these things. You know, take some time to do that. Can can I ask you, when asked you, you sit down and think. You know, just get a chair. You're supposed to think about something. But you're busy doing this and you're supposed to be thinking, I'm thinking about it, but I'm still busy. Whenever you sit down, a notebook and a pen, and you say, I'm going to think about this. And really take the time to think. Our past president of South Africa, Jacob Zuma, used to say, I will apply my mind to it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Not sure what, uh, but we need to at times stop and think. Monitor our thoughts, apply our minds. And say what am I thinking about? Is this the right thing? And I'm not just talking about, I'm talking about us spiritually, but it can actually happen in our general lives as well. We don't take time to think. What are you doing? I'm thinking with my eyes closed. That's sleeping. (laughs) Secondly, be aware of the influences on your heart. Who and what are you giving your attention and your time to? Are they draining you from the time that you even should be spending with God? Are you giving yourselves to the right things? Are we busy, so busy with the urgent that we forget about the important? Let me give you an example of how to know if it's urgent or important, okay? Someone phones you and says, I'm going to commit suicide. The question you ask them is, how you going to do it. Don't ask them why, ask them how you're going to do it. If they say, I'm sitting here with a loaded gun, it is urgent and important. If they say, I'm not sure, but I really feel I want to take my life, it's only important. Making sense? It means you've got time and space. At times, some things are urgent, and it seems urgent, but it's not really important. And we need to look in our own hearts and say, hey, what am I giving myself to? Are you taking time to slow down, check your pace? Are you a fixer? Men like to do this. There's a problem, you want to fix it. This is happening, I need to fix it. You want to fix people's lives, you want to fix every situation. And sometimes God says, I want you to step back and allow me to fix it. Allow me to fix it. And the last thing I want to say: be gracious to yourself. We're sometimes more gracious with other people. There are times my wife used to say, used to say, because I've worked on it, "You're so much nicer sometimes to other people than you are to us." Yeah? I don't know why you're laughing. Is it true? Is that a guilty laugh? But we can be. There's times when we are so nice and so gracious to the people that we're serving that the people closest to us, they don't get that niceness. Because we know we can we must be ourselves with them. But actually that's not what blesses God. So first of all, be gracious to your, those closest to you. But please show grace to yourself. Show grace to yourself. How's your heart today? Sometimes we've gone through difficulties and challenges and we haven't stopped to care for our hearts. We've just kept on plodding along. And I'm speaking today because it's part of the journey that I've been on personally, It's managing my heart. We went through COVID, I think for me personally, it's more difficult to lead after COVID than it was to lead within COVID. It was more, it's more challenging. The people that you expected to be with you 100%, percent they, they up and leave. They left the church. I'm like, oh, we were doing so great. You were at the prayer last week. You were pumping and now I need something more. And all of a sudden you're like, why? And you know what I need to check? Then I need to go back to my heart. Watch your heart, Wiz. Watch your heart. Psalm 51 and verse 10. And I'm going to end off here. Create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. And Jesus promises, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Say to yourself again and again, until that power touches your heart. I'm going to spend some time just in worship. And a time where we can just allow God just to come and do His heart operation on us. There may be some things that I've said today that you need to confess and repent and say, Jesus, you need to remove that. Maybe you've got a stubborn heart. Maybe you're still hurting from something that someone did to you. And that's caused your heart to be closed towards other things that God wants to do in your life. I want to encourage you today. Allow God to come and work in your hearts. Can we do that? let stand together <laughs> for the coming stand here because we need you, Lord. We need you to touch our hearts. You're the one who gave us a heart of flesh. You took out our stony heart. You gave us a heart of flesh. But we've, at times, allowed certain parts of our hearts hearts to harden. Certain chambers of our hearts. Maybe it's our heart for you in our relationship. Maybe it's our heart For your word which is shaping maybe it's our heart for ministry and our serving is not what it used to be maybe it's our heart for compassion we need more compassion and loving within our lives come lord come lord put your spotlight on that area and we want to deal with it today lord we want you to deal with it today we don't want to leave this conference still with that heart issue We ask you to come and do that. Let's just let the music play and allow the Spirit of God just to come and flow among us. Renew a right spirit within me struggling with your heart towards god your relationship with god the time that you're spending with him the time that you haven't receiving any fresh rhema words from him any freshness because that's an area that needs his work if that's you right now maybe you just want to raise your hands and those around you will just come and gather and pray for you it's not just rush on let's just Focus on some areas. If that's you and say, My my relationship with God, that's something I really want to give more attention to. It's not the best that it can be. It hasn't been as what it should be. You know? If that's you, just raise your hand and someone will come close to you and come and pray with you. There's someone's hand there. Just come and draw near to that person. Come and do that. If you see someone's hands up, just, just move towards them. They need you to just pray with it. Look around, see if there's anyone's hand up. Alright, let's pray your best prayers for them. Let's sing that
1: again. Cast me now away from thy presence O oh, God and take now thy Holy Spirit from, from me, me. Yeah. restore be me.
0: let's just look at that other area, the area of our heart towards God's Word. Maybe you haven't devoted yourself enough to the study and time and just devotion within His Word and allowing His Word to speak to you. Allowing His Word to shape you. Maybe that's you today. and You're saying, hey I really want to change that. I really want to step up again. And I used to be there sometime but I've just allowed so many other things to take away from that. I'm saying, hey, I need pray for that area. Anyway. That's you. When you raise your hand, someone will come and pray with you. We get people to pray. I need to move more back into God's word, stronger. Some hands. See that? All right, let's just move on. Let's just
1: move to people
0: right there next to you. Just move around. Let's go and pray. Thank you for your word. Your word is a lamp unto our feet, it's a light unto our path. Just raise your hands high so people can see. Don't.
1: In uh,
2: Joshua chapter eight there's a story of one of the kings in the in the Promised Land who wanted to make peace with Joshua, or surrender, and um, they baked bread, and then he does he takes this journey to go and seek peace with Joshua and when he finally gets to joshua the bread is stale and he tries to explain listen it was hot it's now stale and i i I, i'm not sure the context here but i feel it's a word for someone where it's almost like your your message that you have carried you've allowed to become stale you haven't been baking fresh bread you haven't been putting the effort in haven't been devoting yourself to uh, prayer and the word as the apostles did and it's almost like what you're serving up is stale bread. Um, It's going to take some courage to say please pray for me for that one but I believe that's really a word for someone here that God wants you to, to really devote yourself again to the message that you bring.
0: Continue to pray for that. If you that person, maybe just come to Steve and say, hey, I would pray for you if that word was
2: for
1: no, you. Thank the <laughs>
0: a lot third one which says our heartful ministry are you tired of serving you're tired of hey i've had to do this stuff and i thought people would step in and do it by now and they're not doing it yet you know you're packing out chairs you're still doing certain stuff that you hope other people have taken that burden off from you You're just tired of serving saying lord i just need that energy again i need i just need to see you using your word your spirit just to help you to serve i'm weary i'm tired but i need to continue to is that you let's just pray for that those people we need that let their wait upon the lord shall renew their strength they shall rise up with wings as eagles they shall run and not grow weary they shall walk and shall not wait so we need to pray for each other yeah so that's you and today i'm weary from ministry it's tiring me out. I'm plodding on. I'm doing as best as I can, but I'm getting weary. My hand is up because that's where I find myself. I'm not weary. So let's come and pray. Come pray for me. Come pray for guys. You see the hands all around. Come and pray. We need you to hold up our hands. Those of us who are weary.
3: that the Lord had put in my heart that um, there's many of us who've been working and working and working um, when you're asked what are you doing it's like you're in this pit and you just feel like it's so dry it just felt like the Lord saying just take a look around I want you to see that, that you're digging fresh wells yeah. as you've been working so hard and you've been, um, been so faithful for so long the fruit is being delayed. Um, I just felt like the Lord saying, even in the pain of that delayed fruit, just, just watch for my fresh water. Um, it's here. Yeah. I just felt like the Lord saying that at this time we're going to see these fresh wells being dug, fresh wells of the Spirit. In it. Um, so, Father, I, I want to just pray, that Lord, today, Lord, mm. you will break open. Yeah. Fresh yeah, one more shovel. One Spirit more
0: shovel. Yeah
3: felt so tired, I'm just keeping on putting the shovel in, getting rid of the soil, but I want to pray that today we would see just your refreshing water burst into our hearts, uh, burst into the lives of those that we're serving, Lord Jesus. Lord, yeah. we do pray, come, come again today.
2: Yeah. There is something quite amazing about the community of God and particularly when we we stand shoulder to shoulder because we're all called into this together. And I wonder if I can ask all of you to come out of your chairs. We're just going to fill the the front here. Why don't you come quickly? We're going to close now and we're going to sing just one more worship song together. Um, Can we just say a really big thank you to Wesley. Wes, thanks so much. Thank Thank you so much. Can we quickly move in please, Matabelo, come, let everybody come. Come for the Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, you can come. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you,
1: Lord. Let's not be passive at this moment. Put
2: your hands out. One of the worst places we can find ourselves as leaders is isolated. Yeah. I hope if you just stretch your elbows a bit, you can feel someone on either side. Yeah, that's right. Mm. But let's stand before him now. Yes. <laughs> let's worship oh together yeah. as Craig and the team lead yeah. us. Yeah. And then we'll close off.
0: feel it you're working we don't see it you're working again increase our faith help us to see what you see thank you for this time we could have spent as leaders together just encouraging building each other up but allowing the holy spirit to do that work but we continue to ask you even as we take this short break now and as we gather together tonight with many others will be joining us We thank you that you are with us,
1: we're excited
0: about what you're going to do through us, in us. Come Holy Spirit, have free reign, in Jesus' name I pray, Amen. Amen.
3: Amen. Amen. Amen.
2: One of the ways that we watch over our hearts is to have friends, and not to do this alone. And one of the real big impacts of COVID was that we ended up doing it alone a lot of the time. Even just speaking into a camera or whatever we did, sending messages. And uh, just very quickly, if you're happy, just grab someone's hand next to you or put a hand on their shoulder or whatever. And um, let's watch over our hearts. And Lord, I thank you for every woman here, every man, every young person. The older ones, Lord, we thank you so much for each other. We thank you that you've called us together here because we are one, Lord.
3: We are
2: one. And Lord, we pray as we go forth from here that you'll keep reminding us, Lord, that you've joined us to a family, to friends, to those we can share life with. We bless you for the gifts among us. Keep us, Lord. Watch over us, we pray. Amen. 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 Some notices
0: from Kevin. <coughs> um I just need
2: the key for ground floor learning house and ground floor starling unless they're own. Are they open? Keys. The keys for ground floor starling and ground floor brewery. Who's got the key? Well which one is that? Can, that's ground floor starling. Can I And ground floor derby, who's got the key? Unless it's open. Unless it's open. What time are we back?
0: So So it's supper at 6 o'clock and then we meet at 7.30. All right, there's load shedding happening from from 4 to 4.00.